Welcome to the Hockey News Action Show presented by BetMGM and NorthlandHockey.com. I'm Mike Stevens. This is Rachel Dory. We got 11 games on the schedule tonight. Let's take everyone through them. Uh, from a betting perspective, let's start with Anaheim and Boston. Somewhat of a lopsided uh, uh, game here. A, ton, a, a good ch- chunk of lopsided games here uh, tonight, I guess. Uh, what can we expect from Anaheim and Boston? Yeah, it is... Um it's a lopsided game, right? The model has the expected win percentage for the Boston Bruins at 64% and for Anaheim at 36%. They are better up and down the lineup. If you look at it, you've got better goaltending for Boston, better defense for Boston, and I mean, just better scoring ability for Boston. Now, Anaheim might be a little deeper in terms of um, players further down the lineup, but you look at Matthew Poitra, who has come in for Boston and been absolutely fantastic. Pavel Zach is performing okay. Charlie Coyle then slots in on the third line. That's kind of a better option. The expected score here is about 3.5 to 2.8. So you're looking at an expected total of 6.37. It's kind of right around that number there. Um, if you're looking for anything, it's probably Boston minus 1.5 here. All right, another bit of a lopsided matchup we have on the schedule is the Tampa Lightning and the San Jose Sharks. Um, the Sharks, I believe, still looking for their first win of the season. It's tough. Um, going in against a Lightning team that is looking to rebound from a bit of a slow start of their own. Um, definitely a lopsided matchup here. Rachel, is it as, is, do you think the game will end up as lopsided as we think it is? I don't. Okay. Tampa is not inspiring a ton of confidence. Mm-hmm. Yes, they shut out Carolina, but I think that was more a function of Carolina coming back home from the West than it was f- Tampa doing anything to make that happen. And so you look at this, San Jose's played above expectations, specifically Mackenzie Blackwood. He's been absolutely outstanding, whether it was against Carolina, uh, against Florida. Like, he has been absolutely fantastic for San Jose. Um, the expected score tonight, 3.42 to 2.65. So a little bit of um, a lower scoring game, just above six. Um, I would actually look at this and go maybe San Jose plus one and a half, maybe some value on the San Jose money line, especially if you can get them at plus 200 or better. I think that's a situation where a hot goalie can really do a lot, especially when you've got either Eunice Johansson or Matt Tompkins playing for Tampa Bay. They don't inspire a ton of confidence. They sure don't. Um, Moving on to the New York Rangers and the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, Edmonton obviously struggling mightily right now. Rangers haven't been as hot uh, or too hot either. And yet this is somewhat of an even matchup here. What do we think? Yeah, so you kind of nailed it, right? These are two teams that were expected to be much better than they've performed so far in the early going. However, because Edmonton is at home, they are slight, slight favorites. We're talking like Mm 51.8%. And so there isn't a ton there. The expected goals are 3.5 to like 3.1%. And so when you're looking at that, that's just over the total of six and a half. Um, this could be a barn burner. Obviously, there's no McDavid for Edmonton, but you've got Dreisaitl, Nugent Hopkins, Hyman. Igor Shosturkin has been all right. The Edmonton goaltending has been absolutely abysmal. So this could be a situation where you have a goal fest. Could definitely be a goal fest. All right, Colorado and Pittsburgh uh, coming up next. Obviously, the defending Stanley Cup champions versus, versus a Pittsburgh team that's trying to stay in the hunt. Um, what can we expect here? Yeah, so we've got the battle of the Nova Scotians tonight, right? You've got Nathan McKinnon versus Sidney Crosby. You know both of them are going to be amped up. So I would definitely be checking into playoff player props for them. Nathan McKinnon shot ladder Sidney Crosby for an assist or a goal. They always seem to play up to each other from that perspective, but if you look at it, Colorado is very clearly the better team. Better goaltending, better on defense, better up front. Pittsburgh is deeper up front though. 
So you look at that and you say, okay, maybe some scoring depth for Pittsburgh, but Jake Gensel really needs to heat up. The only player that's been excellent for the Pittsburgh Penguins in the early going is Evgeny Malkin. And you look at this, expected score total of 3.72 to 3.1 for um, Colorado. That's a 6.73 total. I think that this probably goes over the number given the goaltending situation, Colorado scoring at will, and Pittsburgh's ability to score on any given point. All right, two uh, struggling teams in the Montreal Canadiens and the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, like we said, you know, two teams that, you know, one had higher expectations than the other in, in Columbus, but both are off to, you know, pretty rocky starts here. Um, what can we expect from, I guess, this, uh, this basement bowl? Yeah, so Montreal has kind of come back down to earth after having a crazy PDO to start the year. Um, they got put in their place by the New Jersey Devils. While that was a tight game, by the end of it, you knew who the better hockey team mm -hmm. was. Then you've got Columbus, who, you're right, they've struggled a bit, and I think the model has this as a really close game, 51% in favor of Columbus here. It's because they're the home team. But honestly, without Kirby Doc. Columbus is the better team. You've got Adam Fantilli, you've got Boone Jenner, you've got Johnny Gaudreau, you've got Patrick Laine, uh, Cole Sillinger, Kent Johnson, who may or may not be a healthy scratch for whatever silly reason. On the back end, they've got Wierenski, Severson, Provorov, Boquist, like so much more talent on mm -hmm. the back end. Where the difference is, is in goal. Elvis Merz-Lincolns has not been good for Columbus. For many years, even. From dating back yeah. to last year, um, he's just not been very good. And so you're looking at an expected score total of about 6.6 .6 tonight. There's a potential that this is a lot higher than that. This could be a barn burner similar to the Montreal-New Jersey game, similar to the Buffalo-Montreal game. Montreal has a habit of playing barn burners here, and so I think we're kind of in for, for some scoring. You look at Adam Fantilli, you look at Patrick Laine, you look at Cole Caulfield. Those are all guys you should be looking at to score a goal tonight. All right, well, here, one of the only games that is against two true contenders here in the Dallas Stars and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Leafs going on the road uh, to Dallas and yet seem to be favored in this one. Uh, in, I, I believe it's the fourth game of their five-game road trip. This could be a potential, I mean, you know, outside the box Stanley Cup uh, final preview here. A lot, to, a lot to look at in this game. Yeah, it's not the sexy pick, but it's definitely two teams that are earmarked as contenders. Toronto is the slight favorite at 52% to 48%. That's with Joseph Wool expected to start. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. Jake Ottinger is the better goalie. Of Jake Ottinger is absolutely fantastic. That is a Vesna conversation type of, of goaltender. You look at it, at the high end, Dallas has the better defense, right? They've got Miro Haskinen at the top. But beneath him, it's tough. Mm -hmm. So Toronto's deeper on the back end. The same can be said up front, but for the opposite team. Dallas is deeper up front. You've got Wyatt Johnson and Radic Fax on the third and fourth lines, whereas Toronto's fourth line is not is kind of a mess right now. Mm -hmm. But superstars, I mean, Austin Matthews performing incredibly. William Nina Lander looks like a $10 million player. John Tavares is over a point per game. You've got Mitch Marner who's just trucking along, getting his point per game. Mm -hmm. The power play is clicking. So when you look at this, this is a pretty even matchup. This honestly is probably a game I'll just sit back and enjoy. Absolutely. All right, now we got the Minnesota Wild and the Philadelphia Flyers. Again, a team with, I wouldn't say, you know, contention aspirations, but a team that, you know, has playoff contention aspirations versus a rebuilding team. And yet, the model does not favor that. It goes, it is favoring Philadelphia in this matchup. Very interesting. Explain, Rachel. Yeah, so it's definitely um, not in line with the market. Uh, I'm not really sure why. I mean, I looked under the hood. And my model takes into account kind of the beginning of the season, it weighs it heavier. And Philadelphia has been playing a lot better. 
And so even though they were abysmal last season, Minnesota hasn't inspired a lot of confidence to start. And so when you look at the recency bias that happens in the model and the machine learning that's involved with it, that is probably why Philadelphia is favored because they have had some more positive results more recently speaking. Um, I think this is an opportunity potentially to bet on the Flyers, but I would probably just take them at plus one and a half, would not take them on the money line. Um, this is sort of one of those games that you have value here, but you also need to be careful um, about kind of how the teams are playing and what their true talent level is. You've got a Kirill Kaprizov and Matsu Gorello who have been really good. And so um, that's something you definitely want to watch out for. Right now we have the Ottawa Senators and the New York Islanders, uh, an Ottawa team that has absolutely nothing going on around it right now, um, just focusing on hockey. Uh, and, and not gambling. And not gambling, absolutely. And the, uh, uh, and the New York Islanders, obviously, are trying to uh, uh, stay in the playoff picture, but it might be a little tough, and obviously Ottawa is favored in this game. Rachel, what can we expect? Ottawa is favored in this game, but there's a lot of distractions happening here, and um, I don't have to tell you that... The Islanders' goaltender might be better than anybody Ottawa puts in net at all this year. Ilya Sorokin was the reason that Colorado didn't run the Islanders out of the building. Mm -hmm. It could have been 10-4. Honestly, he was absolutely fantastic. He is expected to get the start tonight. Um, Ottawa's kind of been like this up-and-down team. They've benefited from a positive PDO. There's a ton of distractions around that team right now. So, yes, they're favored, but there's value on the Islanders here. But where there is true value is on the under. The expected total here is 5.4, which Ottawa is projected for 2.76, while the Islanders are projected for 2.64, which is really a 50-50 toss-up here. And so when you're looking at this, the unders got some value, looking at guys like Noah Dobson um, and maybe a Matthew Barzell or a Bo Horvat. Brock Nelson's been really good in terms of producing points, and so those are all players that you can look at here. But in terms of speed and matchup, Ottawa's the speedy team, the Islanders have showed that they can kind of they they hung with Colorado really mm -hmm. until the the late stages of the third period in the last game and so when you look at this um this is a scenario where maybe the Islanders um pull out the upset tonight with everything going on with Ottawa yeah and given that we have 11 games on the schedule uh, it's kind of shocking this is only I would say this game we're about to talk about is only the second um game against two actual like contenders and I would say like like bonafide playoff uh, contenders here in the Seattle Kraken and the Carolina Hurricanes. Carolina, though, favored quite handily in this game. Yeah, Carolina's off to a rocky, rocky start. And honestly, so is Seattle. Neither team is performing up to expectations. We did expect some regression from the Seattle Kraken. But my goodness, I don't know what's happening in Carolina, but there's definitely some things to be concerned about. The model has the expected score here, 3.27 to 2.81 in favor of the Carolina Hurricanes for an expected win percentage of 57 to 43%. So if you can get Seattle anywhere at like plus 150, that's definitely a spot I would look to take them. But the expected goal total right, kind of right on six. So there's not really a ton of value in this game. If you're looking at different prop options, you're looking at Jared McCann, you're looking at Ellie Tolvanen, you're looking at Brent Burns. But this is a situation where both teams are playing really volatile right now, and it might be worth just kind of staying away from. Very cool. All right, Winnipeg and Detroit, you know, two teams, one that's that's really starting off hot, 
you know, the the other sort of, uh, I would say, a, a, a mid start to the season, very good one. But um, these are two teams that are going to be fighting for, I would say, by the end of the uh, by the end of the season, wild card spots in their respective conferences. Um, and yet, this is a very, very evenly uh, evenly ma- sort of like match matchup. Actually, I would say the most even matchup that we have on the slate tonight, uh, going by our model, Rachel, what can we expect? Yeah, Winnipeg-Detroit is going to be um, an interesting game to watch. We've talked about Alex Dabrinkat and Dylan Larkin's shooting percentages. They're well into the 30s where Dylan, uh, where Alex Dabrinkat's concerned and Dylan Larkin's putting up assists, but he's shooting kind of at a regular rate. They're playing Connor Hellebuck tonight, though, and Connor Hellebuck's obviously one of the best goaltenders in the game. And so when we're expecting regression and you run into a hot goalie, that could be a scenario where you may be losing um, just because you can get goalied. And so you look at this, you've got 3.35 for Winnipeg, 3.21 for Detroit. So the model does slightly favor Winnipeg, and that is the goaltending there. But it's also because Winnipeg is a deeper team. Winnipeg is a better team. And so when you're looking at that, you've got um, different player props, right? You've got Alex Debrinkat, but maybe a Josh Morrissey assist, maybe... um, Alex to break out shot props as opposed to point props or goal props. I think Detroit's probably going to be trailing in this game and they're going to look to have to get some shots on goal. And that's where Connor Hallibuck's going to have to be huge for the Winnipeg Jets. And finally, we have the St. Louis Blues and the Calgary Flames. Two struggling teams, two teams hoping to right the ship here. And yet Calgary is favored quite dramatically over St. Louis. Rachel, bring us on home. Yeah, you're, you're right. Calgary's favored 58% to St. Louis at 42%. The reality of the situation is, is the true talent level of these two teams is something where there's a, a massive discrepancy. Obviously, Jonathan Huberto, it, his play is concerning. It's, he's not putting up the points. And, and you look at it, somebody like Blake Coleman has been really good this year. Andrew Mangiapane has been pretty good. But they need guys like Nazem Kadri, Elias Lindholm to step up, especially with Rasmus Anderson out. There's got to be some level of stepping up here, whether it's Mackenzie Wieger or any of the forwards up front. We've got an expected score of 3.38 to 2.8, so an expected total of around 6.2. So when you're looking at that, just be careful when you're betting, right? You've got goaltending. We don't know who's starting yet, so if it's Jordan Binnington, um, you probably want to look at that over. He has a habit of, of giving up some ridiculous goals. And it for whatever reason, Calgary's really good at getting under Jordan Bennington's skin. Do not forget the Nazem Kadri situation. And so when you're looking at Calgary-St. Louis, I like Calgary tonight. Um, you need to find value on them, though. So if you can get them at 130, maybe 140, that's maybe a spot you look to take. But outside of that, I think maybe um, you focus on some player props, be it Kadri, Lindholm, Michael Backlund, um, from that perspective. All right, well, that, that is all uh, all 11 games on the slate tonight. Obviously, bet responsibly if you're going to do so, but hopefully we prepared you uh, well enough to, to sort of take a shot at them. Uh, and until next time, I'm Mike. This is Rachel. We will see you soon.